Therapy looks at your past, and coaching looks at your future. To be able to create this harmonization of purpose. This chemistry call, it's about, you know, to, to really feel if we can work potentially together. Welcome back everyone to part two of this episode about demystifying coaching together with Chiara Covone and the participants who took a very, very active role during the session. Actually, we're going to be starting with one of the questions from one of the participants, which is how to manage that relationship if the coachee is expecting the coach to give all the answers to the problems. So let's tune in and let's see how the conversation goes. You mentioned about goal setting and about, um, and also Susan, about the willingness. But what do you do if and when you have clients that you see that they want you to bring solutions, they don't have time to think about this, and really they, there is no willingness there to make the change? Like, that must happen to you all. And how do you, because it's really coming from the, per, the person has to want it, right? You're just asking the questions oh, yes. to help guide them, but they want to kind of in the, you know, take the pill and have it, have it solved. How do you manage those relationships yeah. that aren't going anywhere? So in coaching, we call it the problem room. So if you are not acknowledging that you are part of the problem and therefore you can be part of the solution, we're going to stay in the problem room as long as it takes. And mm. you're absolutely right. This is one of the myths that actually not everybody is coachable. Mm. To be able to be coached, you also, you also really need to put the work in. You're not going to be... And I have one of those, one of the myths I have written in there. It's not a like, like I'm a Sherpa, I'm going to put you on my, on my back and we're going to climb up the mountain. No, I'm there to help you. But you're the ones that has to take off the lifts. You're the ones that needs to go up the mountain with on your own feet at your own rhythm. So I'm not going to push you to accelerate wherever you need to, you know, to slow down. And sometimes you go one step forward and three steps backwards. <laughs> And, and that's and that's fine. We acknowledge it. I, I meet you where you are. As coaches, we meet you where you are. We understand that sometimes acknowledging and taking responsibility and ownership for the problems you're facing takes a lot of guts, takes a lot of time. So you stay there until we understand what is it that we can solve? How can you take ownership and responsibility so that you can be part of the solution as well? So it's it's really it's really important that we have that empathy and that if you coaches shouldn't give advice now this is very generic right because I see it also as a coach sometimes you just hint some things so it's not that you never give advice you do give advice but you give advice in a way that again fits what you think the coachee can take and how it can embed in their life. And it's just sometimes a stimuli, but ultimately you want to own. Because the, the, one of the most important things of coaching is that we want to make you understand that you have all the answers within you. That this belief that others know better than you is a piece of crap, mm -hmm. <laughs> that it's not true. That we want to empower you and trust you, building that trust with, with yourself. When you have a question, answer your question don't leave it there don't leave it to the answer quest to the answer stage try to answer it trust yourself so that's why that's why really that's that decision that i want to change because i have a compelling reason and that's where i'm, I'm ready to feel uncomfortable and, and make and go through these changes step by step with the help of the coach is really the journey that we're going through federica also had a a, a question yeah. and um do you still have that question? Or otherwise, I do have a couple of comments as well while you prepare your question, <laughs> as no, you no, wish. No, I mean, sorry, it's not, not only a question. It's just that in my mind, when we talk about culture, there are two buckets. One I'm is... Sorry, when we talk about? 
about coaching, I think that there are two buckets. One, one is the business related. And I and and there I believe that all what you were saying about you know time is important, but it has to be in a way pretty short. You cannot lose your time um, just to do a coach because of the coaching, you know? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. When I talk about business, I talk not about a private individual. I talk about something who is working or starting to work and needs a coaching. I mean, a kind of a, a, a way to understand exactly how to, to be better. Where I get a little bit more apart uh, into that is what you were talking about before, you know, um, the myth of too many coaches and, 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 and life coaches. Now, on that, uh, I'm really on the skeptical part. Life coaching, well, first, I, I don't understand what it means. <laughs> no, no, because that's life- already a good point. If anybody wants to clarify what life coaching is, because life's a big word. And, and yet, yeah. I'll just I'll take my first approach at it. This is sort of how I approach it when I'm asked to do it. This is something that comes up. Uh, it could come up after I've had an coaching engagement for development or for something specific. Um, but it's about harmonization. So life is a bunch of many things coming at you. And individuals are seeking someone to help harmonize. I didn't even say balance. Notice I didn't say balance. But harmonize their lives. A place to go to say, I'm not getting this done, but I'm getting this done. What's What kinds of techniques and tactics should I be doing? Here's what I tried. Or you have hold up the mirror. Have you tried? So it really is about taking that chaotic life that, that one feels, particularly I do it for women, particularly now during this time of COVID, we, I found that to be very important. Um, does that, that's life coaching as I see it and certainly as I practice it. Yeah, and if I can build on that, I think Federica is so interesting, right? Because that's exactly the problem we're facing. So the, the reason why we call it life coaching is because executive coaching is one part of life coaching. So it is because your life is, you know, we, we like to look at it as a wheel, right? So you have your wheel and you have different, different slices of this cake or wheel, however you want to call it. And one of them is work. So the executive coach will work on you on that specific bucket of your that slice of your of your cake. But the reason we call it life coaching is because we are there to help you in whatever endeavor you have, in whatever area of your life you have. And we tend to be a very, very, very high level to start with, right? We're talking about the environment you're on, the relationship you have. Right. So that's really where I think it's interesting that, that you have a very clear understanding of of one thing and that you it's much more vague because it is fake, because it is everything. But then we together with the client, we narrow it down and we understand, you know, where are you in your phase of life? Where is it that your boat is leaking energy the most? And there we're going to tackle, you know, then we're going to address that particular area of your life where there is more needs for you. When I coach my executives, we do life coaching. I coach them on everything. I coach them on dating their husband and managing their kids. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it becomes a holistic thing because we like to see people as holistic. We don't want to be like, now I'm a professional and my life outside, outside this work is a completely different person. We are whole persons and we want to show up with our best self. And we help and empower people to really bring all their best skills and strengths wherever they show up in the world. 
Yep. It's the connection that, that, that social, intellectual, and emotional, right? That's that whole person. So I hope that, I don't know if that helped. That was really good, Kiara. We, we tag team well. I like what you just said. Right? Did that help, Federica? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, I think it's clear. Still, I'm a little bit more lost on that because... You'll know when you need it, right? I mean, it's not something that you would just do. I, I thought about Kiara's story about her twins. And I, I, I have a client that I was doing executive coaching with. Year, a year rolled by. She finally, you know, her one of her aspirations was to get married and she had triplets. And she called me because now there was these two new things she's never done before. Wifey, mommy. She's, she's never done that. So it was an opportunity to help her shape a balance. And just, I, I'd like to, you know, how I explain the difference between the therapy and coaching for me, you know, maybe that could, that could help is that therapy looks at your past and coaching looks at your future. It's, it's quite simplistic, but this is the easiest one to clarify the differences between those two. So whatever in daily, whatever art, part of your life you're talking about, are you ruminating on your past or are we projecting ourselves to who do I want to be? Whatever I've been in coaching doesn't matter. You can be whatever you want. All the decisions you're taking today are going to lead you to your future. And that is really why you see also a lot of psychotherapists actually that are moving into coaching practices because there's so much hope versus ruminating. So we really see a lot of those um, trends within, within therapy as well. Question. Uh, how do you get, uh, uh, I'm asking to those who are coaches, huh? But exactly, for the fact that I think that uh, a coach and a coachees, I mean, they need really to find right uh, harmony, let's say. And how, as a coach, do you, do you feel it? Uh, do you, do you, how can I say, do you understand if the coaches will, will get into the, on the same, you know, radio frequency? And if not, uh, how do you explain? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't think that it's very amusing if you're a coach to say to tell to the coaches, uh, uh, "Listen, I mean, I'm pissed off of you." <laughs> you know, I mean. <clears throat> uh, so how, how do you do it? Because I, I'm, I'm really curious. Do you want to go, Kiara? <laughs> yes. So, so I, I think to be to be able to become a coach, you have to have a real, genuine curiosity about everybody, and and we are trained to. To really take off our judgment hat, to to really um, have a, a genuine curiosity about people, and and with the spirit that we can learn from everybody. So I don't I don't have people that I don't. And of course, there are people that have an easier way of coaching. There is much more friendly. But in general, I I can coach anybody because I don't. I really think. I have the techniques and uh, and I am very, very curious. And I think my 20 years also working in consumer insight and listening to consumers all those years helped me, trained me for that. I'm sure that was my destiny. But I think for the for the coachee is a bit of a different thing because you need to open up. You want to be, you know, you're meeting me for the first time. I'm a complete stranger. And people, if you're not authentic and open and vulnerable, it's not going to work. So that building of trust, it's so interesting. And I think, you know, because one of the other myths we had is, do you, do you choose a, a coach that has been a coach for the, for the entire life 
or do you want somebody that had a similar background that it went into coaching? And I think everybody's different in the needs. And so I, I do think that it's so interesting to, to ask the question, you know, do you want somebody that has gone through the same experience as you? And sometimes I know people choose me as a coach because they are moms that have been, you know, want to succeed at work and in life. Uh, or, you know, they have been going through phases of, of lack of self-confidence and imposter syndrome and all of that. But I also have clients that have nothing to do with that and still want me because I have a business background. Other type of other people will want coaches that have been coaching for 40 years. So this guy that you're talking about, he probably has a credibility, a credential that I don't have as a coach because my coaching career is much more limited. And so I know that for some, some people won't choose me because they want to have those people that have, you know, hundreds and thousands of people under their belt in terms of coaching career. So, so I think that the chemistry is important that you want to be, when you, when you look for a coach, you already know what you want to work on. And depending on what you want to work on, you're going to choose the person. And then the first chemistry session is like, do I feel I can trust this person? Do I feel I want to open up? I think it's also interesting because then in some cases, you know, men want to only feel vulnerable with women, for instance. So, you know, some men don't want to work with male because of the ego, what you were talking also about, right? Do I want to be really vulnerable and saying that, oh, I'm afraid of what people think about me, <laughs> right? We women are much more vulnerable about it, but some men have very, are very uncomfortable to, to acknowledge those fears in front of other men and I'm generalizing here but I think there is there are some some dynamics and you go through this process of understanding who do what problems do I have and who do I think can help me Graziella do you have some maybe uh, insights as well from if you put your coaching hat on on how to deal with a coachee who maybe <laughs> you know may not be uh, coachable or where you don't see progress uh, yes I was listening to Kiara and um, for me, what it works is to be very open and transparent from the very beginning, right? Like I disclose myself in terms of how I work, how I just to give the, the, the other person the opportunity to really see if it's going to click or not, right? I'm transparent. I'm going to challenge you kindly. I'm not going to be talking or going around the bush. I'm going to go to the core try to go in a gentle way, but I will do that. And that's my way of working. Um, I'm very practical. I'm very focused. So I this, in a way, I describe myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, because that's, that's who, I, who I bring to the sessions. And I would like to make sure that the other person understands and connect with that. And I offer like um, two ways, no? The person can be as clear and as direct as I am, no? So these kind of things. It happened to me, though, that in some occasions, and I said, look, that this chemistry call, it's about, you know, to, to really feel if we can work potentially together, right? And it works for you and it works for me. But it has happened to me that I had to, to say to another person, maybe you can work better with another colleague. It happened to me, right? It happened for many reasons, right? I clarified, for example, people in Latin America, I'm Argentinian based in Spain. I have a lot of people that know me from Latin America and they would like to engage with me. I don't know if pricing, for example, is gonna be 
I am not very expensive, but you know, one thing is to be in Latin America and pay in, in, in you know, in, in, in euros and different if you can. So that's something that you need to bring openly to the table. And another thing is time difference, right? If someone is like, I prefer to do my coaching sessions as of 5 p.m. in Latin America, well, it will not work for me because I may like to work with you, but I'm not going to be staying at 11 o'clock awake for a coaching session. So in some cases, I'm giving concrete examples, but in some cases, by putting this transparently, you can say, maybe I can recommend someone that I trust, that I think that will fit your, your needs, and I give it to and I give it to someone else. It happened to me many times, actually, as well as some people referred my name as well. So I think that that's important in the coaching community. When you deal with people that you trust and you know that they will get they will get equally great service from Chiara, from Paola, from Federica, from you know that that's the kind of thing. It it works the two ways. And you do that nicely, gently, and people understand. Typically, people understand. No, that's maybe we should have another session on that. That is an, a, another myth. I'm not sure I would kind of the gentle, nice. <laughs> I mean, empathy versus sympathy, I think, is is something to end up talking about at some stage, yeah. because this notion of the coach being nice, respectful. Yeah. For, I mean, quite frankly, uh, sports coaches are everything but nice. You know, yeah. you, when you when you have a talent, you want to push that person. And yeah. my style is not for everyone, for example. But I, I, I've had very successful situations where you put people against their, like back on the wall. You know, yeah. it's and 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 then it's like, you know, this is this is if if you really want to succeed, here's what you have to do. Uh, and you got to be serious yeah. about it because people tend to think, oh, let me try, let me back to the chit chat. So empathy, no. I get. Yeah, empathy, but yes, but not empathy. You got to do the rapport, yes, of course, it's, you know. It's kind of, I'm going to yeah. go directly, I'm going to challenge exactly, you. Exactly. I'm not going to lose respect, but I'm exactly. going to touch where it hurts. Exactly. And, and, allow, and allow me to do that. Otherwise, maybe you don't want to work with me. Exactly. So that's the thing. Thank you. I mean, I just wanted to clarify that yes. point because sometimes, yes. again, going back into this coaching or out no, no, no. of either a coach being a, no. a god a prophet a nice person no, no, a chat no. you know i no. think it's no, exactly. everyone no. has a different style but i do think what really brings no. coaching together and what i think if you're a coachee or if you're interested in it you have to keep your eyes open it's not so much yeah credibility can help but it is are you learning techniques because if you're not learning techniques it's chit chat yeah. and are you learning uh, uh, how to then become autonomous. Like Federer, are you learning? Do you see your forehand getting better? Your your mental visualization of the game, do you see that getting better because you're learning techniques or is it fluff? And I think once you get to, with a couple of sessions, you quickly understand if it's just a, you know, somebody kind of improvising or you're learning very, very powerful techniques that can quickly get you to, to optimize whatever, whatever it is you wanted to. Um, I'm also wary of the time, like wary, <laughs> wary like aware. Running out of time. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's uh, 39 after one o'clock. Um, <laughs> any more comments? Uh, because we can continue, I think, in this conversation until 2.30, but I do think there are engagements um, yeah. uh, at two, if I'm not mistaken, so. Uh, I want to be mindful and respectful with empathy, but not 
too much sympathy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, and, and a bit of lightness, by the way, in coaching helps a lot too. I think that's also a bit of playfulness. Any other comments, questions, last remarks before uh, we call it a day? So I, I just want to then finish with the, with the one sentence that I, that I really love as a definition of coaching um, or a coach. A coach is somebody that is going to show you things you, wanna, you don't want to see and say things you don't want to hear to make you become who you want to be. What a wonderful way to end this episode about demystifying coaching together with Chiara Corbone and the participants, which is a very active role during this session. We hope it gave some clarity and some insights in terms of what coaching is, what it isn't. But, you know, there's nothing like experimenting and trying it out as long as you're very clear in terms of what you want to get out of it. Until the next time, as always, do take good care and I take the opportunity to wish you all a wonderful summer. Take care.